you have arrived at your destination. Hey, Mitch. Yes? If you could have a martial art power, what would it be? Mm, I would want to have unbreakable skin okay that yeah. would be a, a be able one. to fortify your 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 outer shell it's a it's a, it's a classic Got yeah. the, it's the toad you know the, yeah yeah, yeah. The, from the, five the, deadly venoms the iron skin the iron skin type mm-hmm. of thing that's good pretty good it's pretty good uh the correct answer is sound powers it's always sound powers mm. that's the correct answer for any superpower <laughs> anyway anywhere sound, anyway because sound powers are rad and will always be the win but in this completely subject, subjective question, you are incorrect, but <laughs> we're talking martial arts this week, Mitch, because we're talking Scissor 7 from yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. This week on Animation Destination. Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon junkie, Brennan Jones, and I'm here with Mitch Harmon. Yo! And we're talking Scissor 7 today, Mitch. Indeed. We've been kind of putting this one off for uh, it, almost a year. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. the the show came out, uh, uh, you just said it, 20, 2018. Believe, so yeah. four years yeah. this show's been I, out, but... To be fair, I probably wasn't aware of it till 2019. Like, I just oh, yeah, didn't yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It was right before the pandemic is when yeah. I, I, I remember watching this, but... Um, yeah, because the first time I watched it, I think... Well, I think I watched it when it first came out, and then I watched it um, again and refreshed myself. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. Like, I watched a little bit of it when it first came out, forgot about it, then remembered it during season two in 2019. Yeah. Uh, and then did that. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because the entirety of 2020, it didn't have anything in there because it was October of 2019 was season two, and that led up to January 1st of 2020, and then mm-hmm. nothing till January 21st of, 20, of, of 2021. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a bit, uh, but you know we're we're like we're six months into 2022 now, which is yeah. insane. Yeah, um, it's hard. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Which is crazy, but can't believe it. I wanted to talk about this show, not like break down every aspect of it. Well, there's also some episodes where it's just like this dog that falls in love with a cat yeah. and he serenades her and yes. she hires him as an assassin and like it's just some goofy stuff. So yeah. there's definitely we cover the meat and potatoes, but uh when it yeah. comes down to every episode, yeah. we don't need to go into depth about the uh the panty raider episode exactly. or whatever. It it can be very episodic, very comedic yeah. in a lot of ways. Not a lot of episodes, uh most of which are about fifteen to twenty minutes long. Um, you know, there there are some that are longer than others. I remember season one having faster episodes, but it oh, they were all ten minute episodes, yeah. if that. Yeah, uh, but season one is interesting because it actually had it's season one is technically ten episodes, but then it has four OVAs on top of it that aired separately, huh. but they all just got put on Netflix as one thing. So yeah. it's like so season one is fourteen episodes technically, huh. but the last four is an OVA separated thing, which makes yeah. sense because the yeah. first ten episodes. Or I w- I'll say this: the last ep- few episodes of season one yeah. was like 
whoa, this is a different pacing than yep. what I've been experiencing in this season. And then season two kind of carried that pacing over. And then season yep. three is, ugh. Yeah. Shoo. Yep. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. And still some fun little adventures, episodic things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedic nonsense. And, you know, it's very lighthearted. It's a very yes. lighthearted show. As a uh, matter of fact, season three was uh, the journey because every every story has the journey episode. And this yeah. was his on his way. And, of course, on the way, he runs into mm-hmm. multiple different islands. So, yeah, it's it's just it's a nice little fun thing. But really cool animation. Yeah. Really great animation. Uh, great character designs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of fun this this show and i i can't wait to get to talking about it but before we get to that uh we've got our animation recommendation which i'm gonna fire this out again because i i haven't been able to i people have not been able to find it yet and they're about to be able to find it which is great uh monkey kid lego monkey kid Mm. uh which is a series done by uh flying bark animation the guys that did rise of the team and t and glitch techs stuff like that uh, they have they did this uh, animated series uh, about uh, a kid who gets the powers of Sun Wukong, the Monkey King. Cool. Uh, played by Jack DeSena, plays uh, Osaka on uh, uh, Avatar. Okay. Uh, great, great voice cast. The animation of the show is amazing. Uh, it's absolutely spectacular, and it is now available. Season one is on Amazon, and the rest of the show will soon be available on Amazon Kids. So. For American audiences, we finally get this thing because this was not available in American audiences. Really, it was uh, Malaysia and Australia were the only places getting this thing. That's such a it, weird two places. It, it's it's the only place where the where the toy line got released too. So oh, uh, that makes more sense now. Yeah, so the, the 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 Lego line that came out with it like only aired in the or only had came out in those areas like like Malaysia, China, and and Australia. So. Now, obviously, China makes sense because it's Sun Wukong, but yeah, um, but uh, yeah, we're finally getting it fully available here in the United States or pretty much globally through Amazon. And it doesn't and, really look like it's like because when I hear Lego, I think of like Ninjago mm-hmm. and it's all CG. But yes. this is like look. Well, I'm sure it's CG, but it well, yeah, looks. It's, it's got that hand drawn look to it. It's traditional style animation, yeah. frame by frame. It's awesome. It's so good. Like uh, the com- the comedy is great. The action is fantastic. Like, just go look up the opening theme, and that's that's what the show looks like. It's not like that's like, oh, an exaggerated thing for the theme type thing. That's what the show looks like all mm. the time. Like, it looks exactly like that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's awesome. It's got uh, Sean Schimmel as uh, Sun Wukong. Oh, okay. So it makes sense because yeah. he played... Uh, he, played uh, he played the original Monkey played, Man. played Goku, who uh-huh. is what people don't, what a lot of people don't know is based on Sun Wukong, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, monkey King. In fact, Goku is his Japanese name. Son Goku is yeah. the name of the Monkey King. Well, and also so. he had a flying Nimbus. He had. I mean, it, this was all more of a Dragon Ball than Dragon Ball Z. But yes, he had a power pole. He had a flying Nimbus. He mm-hmm. traveled with the talking pig. I mean, there's a lot of connections between Dragon Ball and mm-hmm. Journey to the West. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's 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 all that pretty much. But it looks great. The show looks great. It's got great plot the the soundtrack is awesome the uh the villains are a lot of fun like everything about it's super good um and everybody should watch it everybody should go watch that especially if like rise of the team and t is in your cup of tea go watch this because it doesn't have 
incorrect things about the TMNT that you It, it doesn't seem so like there's there any go. incorrect uh, any anything <laughs> about TMNT in this at all actually yes. so it seems fine uh, but it looks exactly the way TMNT looked pretty much like except like you know they have like the weird brick head you know the trust me the animation on the t- Rise of TMNT was not what turned me away from it yes. it's just the yes I understand studios do this all the time they try to uh, uh, revitalize things mm-hmm. but change it problem is guys is that the, the the formula for the tmnt is tried and true it works you don't need to change things around just make new stories but yeah yeah let's yeah sure let's go ahead and give them magical weapons and make <laughs> Raphael the leader and for some I, reason donatello I, is the only one that keeps his original weapon i think the magical weapons thing could have been overlooked if they kept the personalities of the main four sure the same way well here, and even then there's a 2003 it's just mm-hmm. tmnt is, yeah. the, is the tv show yeah and there's a part where they had magic weapons and yeah. now it's not what it wasn't a staple and that's part of at yeah. least in my opinion brandon part of the appeal for the ninja turtles is literally you have a sci-fi mixed with the noir gritness mm-hmm. of of uh i guess um just Dare, being devil comics and kind, like yeah frank you, miller daredevil you have this yeah. darkness and but at the same time there's this fantasticalness and 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 that so you can have these magical weapons but I don't know. The Rise of the TMT just it's it's very bubbly. Which I mean, let's face it, the original yeah. cartoon uh, was very bubbly too. But yeah. I, I do recommend <sighs> it, especially if like you enjoy the original, because it, it very much matches the original cartoon, not the original comic, obviously. But the original oh, cartoon, yeah. it very much matches that that framework. I think the comedy's pretty fun. So and the story gets really good. And if you look at it as a splinter story. It works very well. That's mm. one thing that I will recommend people to. Okay. Um, but you know, Splinter was my first, was the big biggest turnoff for the show for me actually. Really, he was completely different. Yeah, he is. A he's, he's completely different. Kind but, of almost hippy dippy, and less yeah. less less martial arts master and more of just like retired retired uh, lazy old man. Kind yeah. Of thing. But when they get into the story, you understand why, and it becomes a story about him. He has diabetes, and, and he I can't mean, do martial arts anymore. <laughs> Got it. And no, it, it gets it gets real good. I'm telling you. All that's, right, that's all, all right, Brandon. When, when it's finally available on Netflix, it'll it, I I will I will have you guys watch it. And uh-huh. I, I feel like you'll appreciate it. More. Whatever. Uh, I'll watch it. You once anyway, once you watch but, One Piece, I'm one. I'll watch Rise of TMT. But as of right now, uh, Lego Monkey Kid available on. <laughs> Amazon. So if you want to get the feel for it, like just watch Monkey Kid. Yeah, okay. You don't have to worry about All right, it. that's fair. I was like, yeah, we were talking about something yeah, else, weren't we? Were we? Talking about Monkey Kid. You scratched the surface, Fly- Mister, Fly- and I Fly- had to keep going. It's fine. Flying Bark is awesome, and people should check it out. So there you go. People should check out Monkey Kid because Flying Bark is a great. It. Uh, I will say, from what I'm seeing here, it does look like a really yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Lego design, the the, right. the block head with the yeah. claw the hand. Claw I don't, hands. I don't like yeah. that. It's just I, it's so funny because like I'm not a fan, of it, but in this style, it's so funny. Like just the way they animate, they, it. yeah. It's, it's just a lot of. fun. Well, I'm sure they probably use it for some comedic relief the, as well. Too, there is a part where May, the main girl, she's like doing a ruse. She's like, I feel like this would be easier if I have fingers. <laughs> Yeah. Like, why do you know what fingers are? <laughs> yeah. It's not a thing. You come from a universe where it's a bunch of claws. There's no <laughs> like, fingers here. I feel like this would be easier if I had fingers. Like, great. What? <laughs> uh, but yeah, great show. Definitely check it out. And yeah, and, and then you don't have to worry about you know the the, the TMT aspect of it. It's yeah. basically the same show. Because uh, it's good. Uh, but that's gonna do it for uh, for our animation recommendation. Moving on to Toon News. That's mm. right. We've got Toon News, um, which is uh, Rise of the Team and T 
movie. It's coming to Netflix. August 20th. We have a date now. August 20th. Uh, so there you go. Boom. Sweet. Okay. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> like, but it's, it's, it's finally coming. Does it take place within the continuity of Rising TMT? Yes. Th- this, okay. this is the story they wanted to do for season three, but it got canceled, so they didn't get season three. Uh, this is where Leo steps up and becomes the leader. So that's the whole like plot of that. So yeah, they're they're trying to do the thing. Don't know why they even need to do. The, they, they went away from the thing. Why are they going back to the thing? But I just I don't it's, get it. It's just a different take. Yeah. You know? And the other thing, the other thing about uh, Rise that like I guess it doesn't because I get it. Like don't give me. I get it. Like when you take something that's like a tried and true formula and you mess with it, you're you're just Im- immediately like why why are you doing this? I was the same way with with Thundercats Roar. Like what? Are, oh, what are you doing? that was okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. That yeah. one's worse. It's way worse. <laughs> it's, it's so much worse. It's ugly and stupid. Yeah, and run by somebody who doesn't even like the property. I yeah. Like I you know it's awful. Like you know it, yeah. I, I I can at least say that at least team Rise of Team and was not yeah. Thundercats. It Roar. was not Thundercats Roar. But Sheesh. but sometimes you take something and you change it up, and I enjoy it. Shira, I'm a big Shira fan. I love the original Shira, but the changes they made to the new one were were good. I mm. liked it. It was fun, and it was. You weren't hard. a fan of the moon boots, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a few design choices. Sure. It's kind of like, eh. But, but no, like. But the characters, well, the, the plot, the, all the, was very good. The original series in the 80s was, like, the humor was very on the nose, like, in mm. your face. Yes. Whereas this one, there was some subtle humor, like, yes. stuff that you kind of have to have some context for. And yeah, it, yeah, it, it worked very well. Yeah. Speaking fun. of She-Ra, now this, I guess, is going off topic here That's because fine. it's uh, not animation, but have you yeah. heard of there's a live action? Yeah, there's coming to live action coming to, to uh, Amazon, I believe. Yeah. Why? So, I don't know. It's I, okay because Hasbro's just throwing out whatever they can. Man. Sure. Like, they don't care. Like it's like. I just, mean, they they did the they did the Masters of the Universe thing. They, so they did Masters of the Universe. Then they did He Man Masters of the Universe. Like literally right after the, that one. So now when you search for Masters of the Universe, you don't know which one's gonna show up. <laughs> so that's great. Um, so that's awesome. Like you could just call it the New Adventures of He Man. Yeah. Something. Some. I still maintain that that He-Man cartoon should be He-Man the Next Generation, and it should be like Adam's son, or, and then or like a li- thing, like, grandson, or something yeah, like that. It, like it, he comes from his yeah. line, Cause, not because the way these characters are, they feel like they were just like, oh, this is like a new character that's taken on that role. Mm-hmm. So like you could have had like Duncan's apprentice, and yeah. he's the new Man at Arms, and then you have Adam and Tila's son, and he's the new He-Man. You could have. Uh, Tila's apprentice, or the sorceress's apprentice, and mm-hmm. she's the new sorceress. Like, that's what it feels like it should be. They even have a female version of Ram Man, and it's like that should have just been Ram Man's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> like it, like that have been fine. Like, oh yeah, but I, I don't know. It was very weird. It, it's because they had to like change things up to get around a lot of the copyright stuff, yeah, or yeah, or for it to have to. Copyright's weird. Uniqueness? Yeah, yeah, I know. That is that stuff is very strange. Copyright's weird. I, I learned a lot about that during the whole Star Trek thing when like Star Trek Discovery has to be like distinctively different looking wise to the original so uh. that they can merchandise it because uh. Paramount versus CBS like yep. have different things. That's all out the water now because Paramount and CBS are like the same thing now. So because all the conglomerations, I'm about to say everything's so, pretty much the same thing now. They'll all be under Disney. It's too, about to say so. wait, wait for it. Disney's <laughs> going to buy it all anyways. Well, maybe Disney's Disney's hemorrhaging right that now. That is too, true. So. They they <laughs> made some poor decisions themselves. <laughs> so we'll see what the fate holds for the mouse. I, I feel like that. I feel like that that era of conglomeration of entertainment's coming to an end. There's some smaller things. I think it's going to break out again. I hope so. I think because. 
like don't get me wrong, I have a lot of fond memories from the Disney era, especially from my childhood, the eighties and the nineties. There's a yeah. lot of great Disney yeah. stuff. Latin right. was right. one of my all time favorite movies, but right. um it definitely has gotten too big for its that, own britches and um right. just all the protectionism that they get from like Florida and whatnot too, from the state of Florida I should say. Right. It just it, it, it yeah. is it is propping them up and keeping other talent down. down. So keep so so level the playing field. Let these people be able to create the stuff, create new content, create original stuff. Right. And even yeah, like even from the, just the the standpoint of like when we enjoyed it, like things got created because competition existed. Yeah. Fox Kids created Batman the animated series and yep. it ran away with all the ratings during the school during the school day. Mm -hmm. So they made gargoyles. Nothing like gargoyles has ever been made by Disney hence That's like true. hence for since in my opinion and, and it was made because they were like, "Oh, we need to compete with that." Like, it is wild. Competition too. creates things. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like That's I know something that, that know? it seems like crazy to me. It seems like people forget about that a lot it, nowadays. Even Aladdin, like that whole renaissance of 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 content from like the the Disney animated features, like mm -hmm. that came because Don Bluth was kicking their butt in the box office. Yeah, they, and that's <laughs> that's the truth right there. And even now, Don Bluth still his. His stuff yeah. still holds a candle uh, uh, to the rest of oh, yeah. modern day. I mean, oh, yeah. storytelling, animation, yeah. it's one of a kind. It's great so, stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. We Lamb need some more Don Blues yeah. out there. Yeah. Land Before Time was great. Chicken and Nim was fantastic. Stuff like that. I was just, you know, but when something comes out and it's like starts kicking their butt, Disney gets creative and they make mm -hmm. good stuff. Yep. Like that's, but if they have all of it, they're not going to be creative yeah, at all. You're just going to get this recycled. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get reboots, which is yeah. what we've been getting a lot recently. Exactly. Rehashes, origin stories, stuff like that. You know. Speaking of new stuff, Mitch. Yeah. What's, Speaking of what's new, new stuff. out there, Brandon? Uh, new official trailer for Love, Death, Robot Season 3. Oh. Which I think they probably should have just waited for this one to be finished and then lump Season 2 and 3 into this one. Uh, because uh -huh. Season 2, I just don't think had a lot to it. Like, I don't know if you watch Volume 2. I have not. I've only seen it, the one. There's there's only like a few that like are really interesting and the rest are very kind of meh. Mm. And now this one's coming out and like the trailer, at the very least, all of these look interesting. Mm -hmm. Like every single one's like, oh, that looks way more interesting than anything we saw prior in the, in the last season. So uh, they should have just waited and put these together and like make that one season because that's about how long season one was. It was about yeah. 19 episodes and this is like eight plus that eight plus nine episodes. So it's like, she just made this volume too. Like just, just do a bunch of them all together. Uh, but you know, they had to do the stupid freaking idea of binge content on Netflix. Yeah. So they need to stop doing that. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and, you know, it, it, it has its benefits, but I think overall it gives time, people time to digest stuff when yeah. you have a week in between yeah. episodes. It, if you want to have a mix of binge, I think you do the arcane model. I think arcane was perfect. Oh, like three, three episodes one yep. week, three episodes the next, three episodes the next. Boom, boom, boom. So yeah. you can take it at your own pace, but you can also get those three over with. It's like watching one movie a week and then Pretty you have much. The, and then you have the water cooler talk uh in between the weeks that it comes out. It's which true. is which is what keeps things, you know, real. Mm -hmm. Uh but yeah, there you go. That's uh there's that. 
and the other thing. Is there, I have to uh, say, is there well, anything else that's new that's uh, out that you're... Elemental, sorry. Pixar Elemental showed some artwork uh, for their new movie, which looks pretty fun. Okay. Uh, which I, I don't know why, but like, yeah, it looks pretty fun. Sure. But uh, Pixar, for some reason, is just like Disney's like streaming dump ground now. And I yeah, they just like, you know what, we don't want to we don't want to officially put it out through Disney, so we're just going to have Pixar put it out, I right. guess. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Um, but... Pixar puts that, but I mean, you know, like like Pixar, whenever they do a movie, I think it's pretty good. Typically, it's they've never put out like a bad stinker. No, no, it's say. just been things that have been like, yeah. meh. Like Soul was like fine. Yeah, exactly. Soul, fine. Soul had some great good. moments, but overall, yeah. as a movie altogether, I was just kind of like, meh, meh. Yeah, it was kind of fine. Uh, Luca was okay. Yeah, was yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. Uh, but like nothing, nothing hasn't really hit me since Coco. Like oh, Coco yeah. was like the last like one that like. Okay, this is this is a this is a Pixar greatness. This is like up. This is one of them. You know, that was the last one that was like really yeah fantastic. I man, yeah, you're yeah. you are right. I'm trying to think of something else that's been out since then. Yeah, because and after- nothing is really like Luca. Luca was all right. It was it was pretty decent, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, I just think on- that onward was fine. Uh, but what I, was onward? Onward, yeah, yeah. Once again, yeah, fun and, little story, but Onward was liked by a lot of people. I know that Steve, I know both Stephen and John both loved Onward. I yeah, they, I thought they thought it was really good. I thought it was fine. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Uh, thought it was okay. Yeah, uh, it's just a nice little fun story. Yeah, kid trying to you know find his place in the world and understand why his dad did the things he did. And yeah, yeah I mean it's a fun story, but. Just yeah. didn't, uh, not, not, not like Coco. Coco has... Coco was like up there. That was one of them. Yeah. I will admit, though, most Pixar movies, if I really get into it, uh, there's almost always a chance I'm going to get teared up. Even the most recent, Turning Red. Yeah. There's a part Turning, in it. Turning Red was pretty good. It was, it was yeah. And and th- there's a part, there's a few parts in it, but like there's a part where, you know, Grandma is talking about her mom and <laughs> her mom's talking about her daughter and it's just a family thing and it's just, yeah. you know, it, it Pixar is good about tugging at the heartstrings. Yeah. They, they, they do it well. They know what they're doing. Yep. They know what they're doing. They know. Uh, but there you go. That's the new one. And the last thing I'd like to talk about. Yeah. Oh, not the last thing. Sorry, I forgot. One, about one more thing. before uh, the last thing. Married with Children's getting an animated series. I saw that. Yeah. I don't I, know how that's going to work, but okay. I don't hate that because yeah. everyone is still working. Like within, like all those, all those actors, they're still working. Well, like, and it's the, it's great because you can't have them all come back, but he does. He doesn't have to be a forty-year-old son, right? <laughs> living in the house yeah. or whatever, you know. David Faustino still sounds like David Faustino. <laughs> yeah. Christina Applegate still sounds like Christina Applegate, <laughs> and Katie Segal still sounds like Katie Segal. She does, yeah. So, and Ed O'Neill still sounds like Ed Al Bundy. Yep. So you mm-hmm. know, like, I think it's a good idea. I think it's actually kind of a good idea. I. I don't know if it will be any good. I just want, it's one of those things that's like, who asked for this? Yeah. You know, right. like what, who's I, been like, man, you know what I need? An right. animated married with children. It's very bizarre. It feels like a nineties. Like if this came out in the nineties, right? this would have been like right, right up there with all the other animated stuff that was coming, like life with Louie and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, like, it, like it just doesn't have that. I just don't know. 98, 99. Yeah. Like yeah. It yeah. makes perfect sense to be like, Oh, we're riding the high married with children, throwing out this cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, very bizarre, but you know it's it's weird. Also, that Sony has has the option for it, which is bizarre because it's a Fox property. 
So you figure Disney would have it. Yeah, but, but maybe... But I don't know. So. I don't know. Maybe it's a deal that Disney is like, hey, we're going to use more of your Spider-Man. Oh. You can make up married with children. Or they just lost the rights to marry with or children. Or that could I, be it. They, if you don't Sony do it, it... Yeah, you don't do it enough, eventually the, the so. rights can be uh, up for grabs. Yeah. But all four actors are coming back for it, so I'm happy for that because I like all four of those actors. Mm-hmm. I like all the stuff they do afterwards. Yep. Um, and, you know, it, it'll be good stuff. So there you go. Uh, I, I'm just happy that Ed O'Neill got another job that he's iconic for, which is Jay from Modern Family. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, like, Ed O'Neill is, like, a really good actor, mm-hmm. and he deserves to have more work. And the fact that that finally got him past the hump of just being Al Bundy, and now he's, like, doing voice acting in a lot of things now, and he was in uh, Finding Dory and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like, that's... I love that for him, because Ed O'Neill's a great actor. Yep. And people need to, like, know that. Because they don't recognize they, people. They, they they only know him as Al Bundy. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like But the last thing, Mitch. Oh yeah. The last thing I'd like to talk about uh-huh. before we get into our topic of the day is Rescue Rangers the movie. And it's about how much you liked it, right? Yes. How much this <laughs> yeah. is uh, so much like uh, it's not your childhood Roger, memories. It's so much like Roger Who Framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit, guys. Yeah, it's, it's just like just like it's that. Hard to tell the difference. I'm not making fun of anyone in particular who said that. There's an article out that's like it's not rescuing Roger Rabbit, but it's close. And I think that is an absurd statement. It is I, an absurd statement. I, think I haven't even absurd. seen the movie, and I think it's ridiculous I, to compare that to Roger Re- or Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There are tons of movies that have been out since then that have done that exact same thing that don't get this label. And I don't know why something this ugly would get that label. It's an ugly movie. It's, it doesn't look good. It's hideous to look at. The CG is bad. Yeah. The pseudo 2d cg is bad because it's like it's cg but they like paint over it with 2d yeah and it's like it's ugly it doesn't look good they're not framed properly they're not standing in the right spots half the freaking time and then you compare that to who framed roger rabbit one of the most technically amazing animated features of all time and not even the fact that it (laughs) it still looks amazing today but the the technology they had back in the day man like everybody had to be on their cue on on, yeah they had to do it right because there were no cue there was no no. little little person running around in a freaking green suit or whatever you know there was no computer compositing yeah you could just throw in a freaking thing I could do most of what's in this movie on my computer. <laughs> like, I, I really could. And and it's just like, it's it's amazing to me that people make that comparison. I don't get it. Um, and there's just so many references. Like, it's all references. It's what it's about, though, man. And it's I literally just, like, about dipping your toe into the nostalgia pool and, and getting people to be like, oh, I remember that. <gasps> oh, I remember that, too. But why is it? I'm not going to go into too much because... Yeah, don't spoil it for me. I want to no, watch it. But I, I'm not going to go into I'm not going to go into too much because I have a video review coming out. It's uh, going to go on my YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is me saying that for people to go check out my YouTube channel because by the time this episode comes out, that will be done and up. Hello, this is Future Brandon chiming in to tell you that I did not finish that video on time. Sorry about that. But uh, YMS, uh, your movie sucks, uh, has uh, a very good breakdown of the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie that pretty much echoes everything that I had to say here and that I am going to say on my actual review of the movie. It will be a full review, uh, so look forward to that. But uh, for right now, just listen to this rant and uh, maybe have a look at YMS's video. should be linked down in the description. Thanks. Bye. Mm, here you go, go check out my first review on my YouTube channel about 
Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the movie. Um, he might have nice things to say about it, people. I, I have two nice things to He's say. He's got some nice stuff. things to I say have, about it, people. I have two nice things to say about it. The rest of it is just... <laughs> is, is in the trash can. I didn't like this thing at all. None of it grabbed me. None of it was charming. It felt like corporate BS. Uh, it felt so corporate... Like Brandon, that's what this is. Like, ooh, re- like references. Am I right? Yeah. It never felt because first of all, what is the refer? Like, why is this the referential movie? Like, what's what, the what's the what, references they make? Do they make references to everything? Di- so is it yeah. is it Rescue Rangers specific or is it just no, like there's a, Disney? There, everything did look. There, there's Aladdin there over are, there. There are specific Rescue Rangers things that are so tacked on and terrible that it's like, oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, like it's so tacked on and awful. Like they try to be like, no, we're Rescue Ranger fans. Like you watch two episodes, yeah, 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 and that's what you, you guys got. might have I, watched the movie, uh, and that was about and, it. And that's I love Rescue Rangers. Oh, yeah, that that was, was one of my shows. That was the jam back in the day, man. And I just I can't with this idea like. You're, you're faking it. Like it's just so. I never found anything sincere through this whole thing. Nothing felt sincere or real because for some reason I don't understand why this was the property that you take and you do this concept with it. I understand the concept that like oh these are like all the tunes are actors. It's just like Toontown type of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Tunes are actors in a they, sense like they, Roger Rabbit yes, and all that. Yeah. And, they, and they mix with and they're and they're in a world of people and like the things that we watch are just the actors doing a thing, right? Got it. Whatever. Mm. That's fine. Why Rescue Rangers? Like, what is it about that that, like, elicits that idea? It doesn't make much sense to me. When's the last time you saw Chip and Dale do anything? But that's my point. It's like, it's like. Disney's it, got the rights to them. They want to revitalize them. I know, they want to do something with them. But it just, it doesn't make any sense as to be like, let's grab I'm, this one and do this concept. I, it, Brandon. It makes no sense. I, it doesn't on the outside, but I guarantee you, ever since the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like. When I heard that they made a movie about Guardians of the Galaxy, my first thing was why. Right. Who knows Star Lord and Groot and Rock? But it blew up. It it became yeah, it was. And And so Disney is trying to capture lightning in a bottle again, and they're just like, let's find these obscure characters, which is not even that obscure. But this this is the other thing. People are saying this is better than Space Jam Two, which they're correct about. But I'm not saying a lot. But I've watched both of them, and it's not much better than Space Jam Two. Okay. And I think we could aim higher for slightly better than Space Jam 2. Yeah. I just I don't understand why this is what it is. And and maybe it's because I was such a big Rescue Rangers fan. Maybe that's why I'm you, so Yeah, you by might it. have a more more skin in the game than the it, average moviegoer on this, but yeah. um they fail at the very tenet of the idea at the very beginning. Cuz let me tell you this Mitch, at the very beginning, this will be in my video too. Uh, so pause here, go watch the video if you don't want to hear the repeat of this. Uh, at the very beginning, they show that like Chip and Dale met when they were in elementary school, right? Chip and Dale are brothers, as we know it. Yeah. But within the context of the movie, they're just actors. They're playing brothers on TV. Sure, sure. Fine. Got it. Whatever. That's perfectly whatever. Yeah. That, that's the idea. That you're Except they meet in school in maybe the 70s, maybe 80s. Chip and Dale have been characters since 1943. <laughs> so the very we're, context of your meta narrative is already broken. Well, we're keeping it in the, we're keeping it in the narrative of Rescue Rangers yeah. specific, not right. 
hey, these guys it, have had previous times. So we've already decided with, with Looney Tunes characters and whatnot. So we've already decided that that the meta narrative is just selective at this point. And yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, so it's garbage. The script is garbage. This is this this is the problem. Well, in, in comic books, run into this problem. They've been running into this problem for decades, though. Is that when you have something that lives so long? And you try to keep it fresh for a new audience. You ultimately have to, uh, you know, kind of jack some stuff up a little bit. You know, yeah. bastardize the script, I suppose. I, I, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, you, there is a new generation. You know, what, what entertained my mom is different than what I find entertaining. And I'm sure when I have yeah. little ones, they're going to find things that are different entertaining. There is some things that's timeless, though. Abbott and Costello, those skits are still freaking hilarious. It's true. So, like, comedy still is, is is true no matter what. But, you know, it's, Which, somebody sees Fortnite and they're like, we got to get that for the kids. You know, we got to get we got to do something like that so the kids will watch it. Which I would argue is the reason I really don't like this movie is because the comedy is, does not land for me yeah. at all. And that's subjective. Like, sure. People can like people can find this and found that it was hysterical. I'm not saying you're stupid for liking this movie. What I'm saying is like the, the comedy felt very lazy. Like ever you've seen Ugly Sonic, I'm sure. Mm, yeah. He shows back up in this. And that's literally all it is. It's literally, hey, remember Ugly Sonic? He was a thing. <laughs> and there's nothing to it. Like there's no joke there. What did they play it off? Was it like his cousin a, or something? No, he's just at a con and he's like he's like trying to put like trying to push that he's you know, he's at a con with 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 Dale and and that's it. That's literally it. Like Ugly Sonic exists. Here he is. Ha ha ha. That's the joke. That's very, the joke. He's not, real. It's not a very good joke. It's terrible. It's bad. All of it's bad. Sounds it, awful, actually. It's not funny. It's not it's not fun. I hated everything about it. It's corporate BS. Stop telling me it's good. I'm tired of it. That that's really the baffling part is people saying that that like because like, I felt like I was crazy, right? Yeah. Like like because everybody's like, no, it's good. I'm like, I watched the same movie. <laughs> what did you guys see? Yeah. Did I have a different cut? I just I don't know. Maybe I was poisoned from going in and I didn't want to like it. Maybe that's true. Could be. Uh, but I didn't think it was funny, good, uh, or pretty, or good to look at. Everything about it's terrible. I want to flush it down a toilet and never think about it again. And we're probably going to get a sequel because people like it. I don't know why. So we'll see. We'll let the we'll, we'll let the. I mean, I'm, it just came out this weekend, right? Or was it last weekend? Uh, the, the, this weekend is twentieth, the twentieth. So, oh, so yesterday. So yesterday, from when we're doing this recording. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. So we'll see how the box office responds to it. Everyone may. Be, uh, I, think I think it's Disney Plus only, so I don't think there is. We'll a box see office. how the 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 viewings go <laughs> yeah, on right, that. Yeah, I just but, well th that does help if it's yeah. if you don't have to pay to go see it. Oh my gosh, that means. That, Brandon, I was not wanting to go see this, but now that I know it's free on Disney, free Plus, Disney Plus, I might as well it. devote an hour I, and a half of my life to I it. I had to see it to watch the train wreck. That was really what, because the trailer alone, I was like, oh, this is going to yeah, be terrible. Yeah, the trailer was and, kind of a, a signal to me, like, but, just avoid that. <laughs> but, you know, people had fun with it. That's fine. I'm glad people enjoyed it. Maybe it will drum up interest for getting a new series that's like loyal to the series itself. It's just weird because Chippendale Rescue Rangers could be like a fun adventure movie. Sure. And it could have just been that. If they do it right, they could like just the, make the show. If they do if they did <laughs> if they literally put some effort into this and yeah. revitalize this yeah. with modern day Disney characters. Yeah. The, the, yeah. it could be very like well done. Like DuckTales. The DuckTales reboot was good. Yes. Do that. Yeah. Do that. Do that. I don't know. No. Anyway, Whatever. but uh, anyway, all right. So that's it. 
I'm, I'm done. I'm done ranting about that. <laughs> you want more of it? Go on the YouTube go, channel, go, people. Go on, go on the YouTube channel. Check out my rant about it because it's 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 gonna be my first attempt at that. So enjoy. <laughs> um, but there we go. Uh, right. And this saying this now motivates me to get that video done by the time this goes up on Thursday. There you go. So there you go. Boom. Uh, so by the way, Mitch. Yeah. We came here for a topic. We did, not just to complain about Rescue Rangers, it's although true. I'm sure we could sit here and go on about it, though. It's true. And that topic, Mitch, is Scissor 7. It is. Uh, a Chinese emanation uh, <laughs> from, from, the, from the, 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 the China. The Far the, East. The Far East. The far East. Behind the Iron Curtain. <laughs> known as China. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, um, AH Entertainment uh, and uh, Share Fun Studio mm-hmm. uh, and Netflix, they all teamed up uh, to make this uh, So that was going to be my question to you. This is a this wasn't a show that was in China, and then Netflix was like, that looks cool. We'll put it on a streaming service. This yeah. was something that was created specifically for uh, Netflix. I think it was, it, was, it, was a stream, it was a Chinese streaming television animated series. And then Netflix was like, I like ne- that. And Netflix was like, we'll stream it in, we'll stream it in uh, uh, okay. uh, America under our platform. Okay. But it was made for streaming purposes. And in China. I think probably pitched to Netflix like, hey, do you want this? And they were like, yes, we'll take that. We're buying everything right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, they are. Uh, but they, they, they made a they, good call with this one. Yeah, they did with this. One. And and I again like I don't know what the viewing numbers for this thing are for people, but I I would like to get more people to watch this thing. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's a very lighthearted action series. Yeah. So let me go ahead and preface this because I've I've tried to get a few of my friends onto the show. So anybody who's listening to this and is like I don't know what this is, let me go watch this. Mm. You're gonna have to get through the first several episodes. Yes. Um, because the the first several just are kind of goofy. Like the, he does obviously. So this kind of the story is that Seven uh, is the main character, and he w- he kind of wakes up on Chicken Island, which is where this little island is, mm-hmm. and it's just this small little town, and he he spells beef awful 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 with this guy who saved him. He's a blue chicken named uh, Dao Dao Bo Dao Bai, yep. and um and then eventually he becomes a, a hair salonist, and uh but then he he has aspirations to become an assassin, and um Dao Bai says there's a lot of money into it so they t- start taking on these things and some of this some of them are like there's a purity uh Daibo no, uh, you were Daibo okay Daibo yes, um and there's a purity council in one of these episodes where there's this guy who's like going around collecting panties and she's like you got to go assassinate him cuz he's he's disrupting he's, the purity of the island and you know in the process he finds out that maybe you know he's weird but he's not hurting anybody you know it's a very episodical very fun but by the end of season 1 you really get into like there's a story here. There yeah. is some like lore. There's 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 more to it than just like yeah. fun little hijinks on this little island with a guy who can magically control scissors for some reason, which you you kind of learn more on later on later on down the the show yeah. that why he can tele telekinetically control scissors, scissors. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. He's not just a really good hairstylist. There's there's yeah. there's reasons to it all. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, definitely I, give it give it a few episodes, y'all. I would say at least until the end of season one. But I mean, first seasons they're like what ten minute episodes? Yeah, it's like ten minutes. You both the whole the whole freaking well, first season in like two hours, y'all. Pull through it. Just just put it on in the background. 
glance over and watch the fight scenes because yeah. the fight scenes are amazing. Oh even, yeah, even in the even in the even simple the, episodes, the, like, the, the 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 dog and cat episode yeah. when he's fighting all those cats is yeah. it's an amazing it's fight scene. Yeah, but it's it's, it's still he's 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 fighting a bunch of cats. When so he's, when he's fighting the panty guy, that's a great yeah. fight. Like it's like it's yeah. like you wouldn't think that him fighting a a, a, or, a panty stealer would be or good. or the uh the 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 the, the pirate who is yes. a submarine yeah, where he has the sword and the everything. Pirate dude's great. Yeah. And then uh, this this show also does a really good job of like having these kind of very weird strange characters popping up and then like they actually have some some connection later on down for instance the pirate guy Mm -hmm. the x on his chest was when he first met seven before he lost his memories yes so and that's another thing we should preface it i guess is that seven actually comes from a secret well, it's not so secret, but it's an island of assassins. Yeah. You kind of find out this whole world has islands of things, mm-hmm. except Chicken Island doesn't have a lot of chickens. It's just, yeah. got, yeah. <laughs> it's just there, got two, and that's there, it. There, there's, a, there, there's two major islands uh, in this whole world, basically, which is the island of science, which is Stan. St- uh, Stern. Stern. They, say, they, they translate it as Stern. It's actually Stan if you translate it to English, ah, specifically, okay. but the way they say it, Stern. Stern, Stern Stan, so, okay. So, so Stan is the, is the English way to say it, I think. Okay. You can say Stern too, as well. But uh, Stan and uh, uh, Jean Wu, which Jean is the martial Wu. arts, the, the martial assassin, arts island, the yeah. assassin island of martial arts stuff. Those are the two major islands, and there's a bunch of tiny islands all yeah. throughout. Which some are more sciencey, some are more magic powered, some are more you know. Yeah, some, it, yeah. You, and you really don't see the other islands until season three when yeah. when he's on his way to Jean Wu. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's just. Like season one is like setting the tone for the for Chicken Island and just kind of introducing these characters. Season two gives you a little bit more backstory of Seven and why he's on Chicken Island and maybe where all these powers come from. Also, yeah. Daibo, uh, you see his origin story and yeah. why he's a talking chicken with yeah. a hair salon that he owns <laughs> and like where did all this come from? So, yeah, there's a really. Um, like I said, it seems to be all over the place sometimes, but once you kind of get to the end of each season, you start to see the connections to to the little things they were dropping here and there. Mm-hmm. And even then, stuff that they mentioned in season two that has a payoff in season three that you didn't you didn't yeah. see in season two, but then it's just like, oh, yeah. that's that is very cool, very yeah. interesting. It's very good stuff. And you know, you, you have a lot of uh, wacky characters and stuff that uh, show up from Chicken Island. Uh, Cola's a fun one. She she's Cola, one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, she has Twilight Sparkle hair. She has like the purple. <laughs> she pink. she does a little pink stripe in it. <laughs> little yeah. pink stripe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that might be an actual reference to it. I don't know. Did, there are actual references in this whole thing. Lots like, of it. Cultural references are all throughout it. Uh, Daibo specifically, he is John Woo. Like the whole point of Daibo is that he is a tiny little chicken version. Of John Woo I can and, his, and his goofy movies, because like he, you know, or uh, Chow Yun Fat and those those yeah. types of movies, because he's he's got a gun, he does the little slide motion, mm-hmm. boom boom boom, sometimes you know, but he's wearing the sunglasses all yeah, the time, the sunglasses, like he's that's that's the gimmick that he yeah that he invokes, like which is funny. So and there there is a lot of like just little some some things are on the nose and some things are kind of in the background, like season three it said two hours later, and yeah, that was yeah, that yeah, was the SpongeBob thing, SpongeBob you know, reference. like who would have thought. Yeah, season one, episode one, literally one of the first contracts Seven picks up uh, uh, is 
uh, to cut this bride's hair. Yeah. And in the party reception, there's a guy in the back. And I mean, people wear straw hats all the time, but it's literally Luffy's straw hat. It is <laughs> yeah. the dome with a big rim with a red band, uh, a bandana or, or the red ribbon around it or whatever. And it's just like, there's little things you see all throughout there. They really stretched for that reference. He's <laughs> <laughs> Luffy's got uh, the, He's got stretchy powers. He's got the rubber stuff. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Cola is a lot of fun because uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She, um, uh, she's just a little girl. But she, in, inexplicably in season one, she has the power to paralyze you if she touches, she touches you. you. Mm-hmm. And they don't really go into that at all well, they in don't, season it, one. It, like, at first, you just, like, she touches you. And I, when I first saw that, I was just kind of like, oh, maybe they're just scared or something. They mm-hmm. didn't think this. Because she literally, when you first see her, she has, she hires seven to well have fun someone no well, someone, yeah. someone someone hired her someone hired seven to kill her to kill and she's her. like you can kill me only after we have a fun, after, day. After we have a fun day and so then he got another one of those goofy first season episodes yeah but then he spends the whole this, day just spending the, time with her this is the episode that hooked me on the show actually really that got me really hooked so i was like watching it and being like oh the fight scenes are cool but i'm not like invested in a whole lot of what's going on this is the one that got me invested because it was it was very, it was very sweet the way they did yeah. this because it basically Cola is just like, okay, you can kill, like, obviously, like you think like, oh, she's obviously tricking him because she's yeah. very devious and very like, like promiscuous little child, yeah, right. But she goes through this whole thing and then like at the end of the day she's like, all right, you can kill me now, and it's like, what? And then she takes off her wig and she's dying of cancer, cancer or, or something. Or, like it's that. an unnamed thing, but she's dying of cancer, mm-hmm. and it's just like this moment of like, oh god, like, yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, she hired so, that guy to kill her, but she also wanted to have a fun yeah. day before she died yeah because she was the one that actually hired him to kill him but she mm-hmm. basically hired him to have a fun day but she wanted to go out on her own terms and then mm-hmm. so he kind of convinces her to like hey you should live for yourself and you know live live as long as you can and blah 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 and you know it's a, it's, it's a very sweet episode yeah like, and, se- and seven's seven's obviously there's a lot of moments where he's very selfish and and you know almost kind of perverted and yeah. some things but the guy has really really got a good heart there's a lot of moments through all seasons mm-hmm. where he definitely is standing up to the week or standing up for the week, I should yeah. say, yeah. you know, not to the week, not but too yeah, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> yeah. How dare you be weaker? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not standing up for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not standing up for anybody strong. <laughs> I'll get hurt. Okay. No, thank you. No, thanks. But yeah, no, he, he stands up for the week. He fights for those. Yeah. Who can't fight for themselves. And he, and it's, so. it's weird too, because like, once you find out that he used to be an assassin, you're like, well, where's this heart of gold coming from? But right. you do kind of, I think it's season two. You do find that when he used to, he, so seven, he used, there was like nine of the world's greatest assassins or something like that. And yep. he was the seventh greatest assassin out of them all. Yep. And so, um, once you see that he, where he came from and what he was, you just kind of curious where, why he would be so heartfelt and then it comes out to find out that seven actually he was protecting a woman back in his when he was still seven. Yeah. Um, mostly because she so showed sympathy to him and he was basically trained as an assassin from from birth. And I think seven on Chicken Island is who he really is, who he really right. wants to be. Right. And so in the and you know, this whole series is him kind of trying to find Remember his past and then find his place in this new world that he kind of finds. Even though it's not a new world, it's just new to him. Yeah. You know, he doesn't yeah. have any previous memories. But Yeah. It, it, they, they sort of foreshadow that a lot with, like, uh, you know, um, 
the the leader of Jean of Jean Wu, which we don't learn about. Yeah. There's, again, go watch the series before you listen to this. Or, yes. You know, or if, if you if you like what we talk about and everything, go check it out. We're gonna have spoilers here. So, Absolutely, can't talk uh, about some of the stuff without talking uh, about it. There's this bum that's all through the season one of all through season one of. Uh, it's of, like of Scissor Seven. What is it? No, no work. Q lie or yeah, something like no, that. Something like that. No work. Like, like a, his, just, his his nickname is basically I'm a bum. Is yeah. basically what he is. And he's asking yeah. for free haircuts. And he's like, if yeah. you give me a free haircut, I'll show you one of these secret templates of Tai Chi or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like this real like just 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 beach bum looking mm. dude and just gliding through life. Turns out he's literally the king of Jean Wu, the martial arts war, the martial the, the, arts king. Well, of he Island. he is. So, the leader, the leader of the largest gang yeah. in Jean Wu. Yeah. There's multiple factions because they all have yes. their own martial arts and all that. But his specifically, yeah. and which is very interesting. So I was like, why did you leave this life of luxury and all this stuff? But, you know, it's, yeah. maybe it's the whole like uh, Miyamoto Musashi, you know, a great warrior doesn't live a luxurious lifestyle. They, exactly. they live with the common people and all that. So right. who knows? Yeah. And, you know, he's like a, he's, you know, he's just a dude with like, kind of like a heart of gold as well. And he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be around the fighting anymore or something. We don't really know his story yet, but it gets revealed. I think like at the end of season is the end of season one or in the season two, two, two is in season two. They just like one of the like dudes from the Jean Wu like shows up and it's like master. And he like talks, was like, nah, it's fine. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just, like, what? Like he's the, freaking well, there's, there's even a, there's even a moment in season two and you see it more in season three when he takes on uh, that one guy from Stan, mm-hmm. But um, I think in season two, he even fights a little bit. And you're just like, well, yeah, where's right? this beach bum get his moves from? Right, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's the leader of one of the world's most deadliest assassin groups. Okay, <laughs> that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and, and just, it, yeah, I mean, and he's just one more character of the great Chicken Island. Uh, another one is Da Chin, your favorite character. Yes, Da Chin. Da Chin is great. He's got the uh, invincibility, uh, invincible virgin virginity or something <laughs> like that. It's a martial art technique, I guess. And he basically goes unbreakable skin. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Picked, of course. Yeah. Podcast. He's got the Luke Cage he, ability, man. He, he's great. He's like the straight, the straight arrow. Yes. Guy who's just, uh, you know, it's like he works out and he's a bodyguard and he's very straight. And he's, very straight and narrow. Uh, Crew cut hair, <laughs> yeah. Pentagon, Pentagon looking uh, face and everything. Chinese school uniform, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, high yeah. school uniform type things. So. He's uh, he's part of a security uh, bodyguard group that yes. goes around offering their services, mm-hmm. and so you know, Seven is an assassin. Da Chin is a bodyguard. Naturally, they're they're mortal enemies, dogs right. and cats, and yeah, all that stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. and there's the, 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 there's a great fight. Is that season one too? That's season one, yeah. See, one. like, so there are some goofy episodes, but like, this is a really good fight in season <laughs> one with with Cesar set with Seven and, and Da Chin fighting. Yeah, and it's just it's a really fun little way of kind of revealing, um, or, I don't know, showcasing his powers and everything, but. Right. Uh, you come to find out Da Chin actually comes from one of the surrounding islands as well. It's a uh, rock hard, I think is what it was called. And it's just yeah. a, it's an island of bodybuilders, but everybody there has this virginity, uh, uh, invincible virginity ability and, and, uh, Scissor Sevens fight one of the guys there, and he's like, "Oh, I fought against a guy who's got this invincible skin." He's like, "Oh, you mean like this?" <laughs> so, like, yeah. It, but, but since then, uh, Seven has found a weakness in the invincible virginity technique and yes. uh, uses it on that guy. So, yeah, uh, pretty crazy. Like again, like uh, not to 
not to break down every plot point of every bit of it, but yeah, yeah it's just like like all you start like like you said, like they introduce these characters and then like revelations come like literally seasons later. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like is Da Chun showed up in season one and he was just a guy with that power, but then we learn his whole origin is from this island in season three. So, you know, and and the reason he became a bodyguard is because everybody on that island is all these big buff dudes, but for some reason he couldn't put on muscle. Yeah. So he leaves, joins the bodyguards. Or actually, I think someone tricked him into going to the bodyguards because he couldn't make it as a bodybuilder. So he had to go be a bodyguard, I guess. Right, yeah. And yeah, that's where he ends up on Chicken Island be, uh, offering bodyguard services. Yeah, there you go. But uh, it's it's a good time. And then, of course, there's 13. Uh, so she's the kind of the next line the, big character in this yeah. whole series. I mean, maybe next the, to Daibo, but this is the character that's treated seriously pretty much all through season one for the most part. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, season one definitely, and, and then she gets levity afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it becomes more and more like you know, it, she becomes less serious as the as the series goes along. But she's always the one that's most serious. Yeah, she's the, the, the straight character for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Even even Da Chin will have his like goofy moments. Yes, but she's. Yeah. It, it, season three is when she had some of the, yeah. I don't even really know what to call it, Brandon, but it's those anime moments where it's just like they have the dumb face, yep. and you know they they have very simple animation. It happens all throughout chibi, uh, chibi style, chibi yeah. style, yeah, chibi very style. chibi style. You know, yeah. most of the time she's always has this straight face. She might get embarrassed, she get a little red cheeks, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas seven from like episode one, he has this the, these like chibi moments where it's just very Comple- simple animation, kind of dumb face looking, completely different art style. Yeah, exactly. Like, like One Punch Man style type of stuff. Yes, you know, yes, like yes. That. Going from Saitama to, to One Punch Man <laughs> and back and forth there. Yeah. But um, no, 13 is definitely the the, the straight uh, person the entire season one. She has for, a sword in her hair, which is awesome. She does. Great. Uh, yeah. I call it the braid blade. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Copyright. Um, and you get to kind of understand why she has that in her hair in season two because Season two really is the origin stories. Yes. Because you get Daibo's backstory, you get Seven's backstory, you get Thirteen's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really about yeah. it. But, uh, well, no. Uh, you get Nine's back, or you get Nine's backstory? No, you get a, a little bit. Part of and nine. you also get um, the White Purity Lady's yeah. story and the, yep. this whole society of these these martial mm-hmm. arts who, who used uh, Chi to protect no, as nine. opposed to attack. Eleven, sorry, not Nine. Nine was a... Nine's not the other guy. Eleven is her is uh, her sister's character. Oh yeah, sister's yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven. Plum, Plum Blossom Eleven. So yeah. Yes. They're, they're all the Plum Blossoms. Yes. So it's yes. like Plum Blossom Thirteen. Plum Blossom Eleven is her sister who mm. shows up later. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, that, that's where you get all the story, the, all the, all those stories yep. and things like that. But you know, the the different sects are fun. Like all the different martial artist sects. The different islands are fun. There's one that's like a superpower island where yeah. it's got a different superpower, which is crazy. That is really uh, cool. The island of Stan is like this really like uh, like very uh, totalitarian scientific world that's uh, you know, it, yeah well like, but it, it's it's it's, it's it, it is definitely like um, dystopian futuristic yeah. look to it all but like the people at least the people of Stan because at one point in time he talks about because when they're going to these different islands, one of them is a superhero island. And then you come to find out that Cola actually comes from, she's half Stanian and half superpower. Yes. And so she comes to this island with him because she just wants to visit. And the children on the island immediately attack the guy from Stan because, you know, he's been, his people have been scooping up the people, experimenting on him. He makes a claim that this is to help further 
mankind, for the society, it's for yeah. the greater good. Right. But meanwhile, everyone else is looking at him like he's a madman because he is. Yeah. And um, but he goes to even uh, Cola even says, if you want to do this experiment on your own people, he's like, we took dozens of standians yeah. and like, we do that. Yeah, we already we already do that. Yeah. We <laughs> they do don't that. have superpowers yeah. though. We right. use their brains. Right. We already got all that stuff. We need yeah. these superpowers so we, we need, now. We need research from everything basically. Yeah. And it does come from a point of like, because there is like the uh, they they have this calculation that they made that something terrible is going to happen in the yes. world, and they're trying to prevent. That, and they want to build. Yep, they're trying to prevent that basically. So they're you know, they, but they're very robotic about it. There's no emotion in what they do. So they literally so kidnap children. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, a, but it's like it's for the greater good. You know, that that sort of like justification for doing horrible things. You know, and yeah, no, I I agree. It's terrible. But no, no, no. But, it just. But you, I like I I like it that they're not just like oh we're evil. Yeah, that's boring. No, like, yeah. To, to have the idea of like no we we have the calculation that the world is going to end and you know we're we're trying to get to a to a better point here so and that makes some of the best type of storytelling out there is when you have mm -hmm. these people who are all thinking they're doing the greater good even in season three when uh seven's back on the island and he people like basically everyone on zanwu knows that he's there Mm -hmm. and they now begin uh all the assassins are coming after him i guess Mm -hmm. There's this like eyeless monk who's like, yeah. he's going to destroy the world, y'all. Like, yeah. I'm not doing this because <laughs> I'm evil. I'm doing this to protect people. Yeah. So like, there's all these different factions doing these different things, and it's all for the most part, all trying to be for the greater good. They're trying to do what they think is ultimately the best thing. Even the Stanians, you know, experimenting on their own people and cap- kidnapping children from another island, yeah. is all for to make sure society continues. Mm-hmm. Society lives on. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And and again, like they, you have this because there's the Prince of Stan who basically is uh, who wants to learn more about Cola. Cola is the one that's kind of mm. making him more humane. Yeah. In, in, in his endeavors, mm-hmm. and where it actually starts to question is like, is what we're doing right? Is, is what are what we doing wrong? If you can hear that snoring, by the way, that's, <laughs> that's Rocco. I don't know if you can hear that or not. I, but, I mean, your mics are pretty good, but I don't know if they're going to pick that I don't up. I they're going to pick that up, but it's pretty loud. It's, it's definitely not me, guys. It's my uh, dog just asleep over here. Uh, but yeah, and and uh, it, there's all these like different like like motivations from characters and everything, because uh, 13, who is the student of the Green Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Green Phoenix line the, the, of martial arts. So she has these freaking Green Phoenixes that go on her daggers. It's yeah. really cool. But he has the motivation of killing uh, of killing Seven. Seven. Uh, he wants because he because again it's that same mentality. He's going to destroy the world. Like he he has a nine tails in him. There's something in him. There's some demon that's within Seven. That's like I think it also I think it's mostly that he wants the blade. Yeah. The, oh, that's right. The, yeah, Phoenix the thousand the, blade, yes. the thousand the thousand blade demon blade whatever it is thousand dragon two thousand dagger something yeah. like whatever it is Seven's blade Seven's yes. sword which is so cool. Yeah. Um, it's just a katana that's broken into a thousand pieces, and he can with his with his chi control those little daggers and make them fly through and he can make shields out of it or thousand demon daggers thousand demon daggers yes such a cool name such a cool looking sword yeah and it's broken and it basically forms onto onto the hilt but it can come apart and become a thousand pieces i mean there's there's i think it was in season two he went to go slash something someone put up like a their sword or whatever he just breaks it right in the middle passes passes right through the sword and then cuts them as it comes back down Uh. Really cool stuff. So good. Such yeah. good stuff. 
and I love like like you mentioned the the eyeless the eyeless mage yes the blind mage was mm-hmm. cool just all like the the all the assassin characters yeah. in this are super rad I love Red Tooth I think he's a lot of fun uh, Red Tooth has a lot of interest and mostly yeah. from season two though yeah it's, it's yeah. his connection to the White Lilies mm-hmm. and then like why he accepted this the the, the blood demon or demon blood whatever it is yeah. that, that went inside his body that gave him this. This blood power, pretty much. Whereas mm-hmm. it, once he feasts on blood, he becomes that much more powerful. And but you know, even the white lily lady, she was like, you know, the more you use this, the less human you will be. But he talks about it's all about strength. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this for for purity. Um, and you also see that there was a connection between blood tooth or red tooth and uh, the white lily the white lady. Lily. Yeah, the they used lilies, to be. Yeah. If anything, they used to be schoolmates. But there mm-hmm. seems to be something a little bit more there too. Something so more possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and just the way they, they like because you don't really think about these characters being intertwined as much. But when you get into it, because they seem like very, especially most of the characters on uh, on Chicken Island, they seem like they're all just sort of innocuous yeah. villagers. But they all have connections to all these things. Something else. Which is kind of the perfect place for Seven to end up. Because mm-hmm. it's like this little like outcast island from all these people. Because there's like networking go. all around. Because even, even I just I just now realize that the doctor on Chicken Island mm-hmm. is the same doctor that um, the Prince of Stan went to to go beg for the, medicine, for the medicine and everything. Yeah. So right. he comes from that island, whatever that island is. So yeah. which well, I'm sure we'll get more of that in season three. Yeah, yeah, it, it, <clears throat> it, it's really cool just the way they do, they do that, that. Like Chicken Island is this little island of misfit toys. Yeah, type of thing yeah. Everybody just come comes from. here to try to because even Dalbo, like uh, he he's I don't think he's from Chicken Island. I think he came here to make a better life for him because yeah. then because in season two you have that or maybe it is the ova at the end of season one but I whatever it is, is the yeah. dalbo story um i want to say at the end of that he comes with a uh, uh, little chicken guy xiao fei whatever uh yeah yeah uh, dabo so that was da bo, but it's the da. little the little chicken guy. Well, no, Dai Bo is the big chicken. The little one is Da Bao. Da Bao, da okay. Da Bao is a little tiny. One. Da Bao, he co- and, he, and I want to say he comes to Chicken Island yeah. uh, uh, with him. So yeah. I think even Dai Bo is from a different yeah. uh, island altogether as well. Oh, I mean, or is it? Or is it Da Fei? I can't. So I thought da, there was a Fei in there, it but it's, maybe it's, it's it's Da Bao was his original name. He then took on the name Dai Bo, Dai when, he, Bo. when he changed his name. Dafe is the little chicken. Little chicken that gets yes. all muscular. Dafe da is the little chicken. Yes. I thought there was like a fay or something like yeah. that in there. Zhao Fei, Vei Shao. He, he fights uh, the king king pheasant in the, in that one too. Yeah. So like king pheasant's a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty crazy. It, it's a good time, man. Like I, I and the, it's also there's also a lot of good animation that um you kind of like. I'm sorry, I said animation. A lot of good characters that eventually kind of become good guys. Mm-hmm. For instance, there's these um hairstylists to try to run him out of town or whatever and they never really become good guys but more of just kind of like miscreants in the city you know they're no longer like the bad guys they're just like well they have a hair salon they can kind of keep up with seven and Dabo, but for the most part they kind of just right. do their own thing or whatever but yeah. you know these these characters who go like for instance the pirate the pirate eventually the pirate. becomes his sort of friend anti-friend whatever you want to call yeah. it but like a lot of piccolo vegeta yes exactly yeah. that's what i was getting ready to say is a lot a lot of vegeta's going on here mm-hmm. 
and, and and it's 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 a it's a pretty common trope in like a lot of martial arts stuff because like you fight the guy then you're like oh we're friends you respect him yeah which actually is kind of in real life there's lots of rivalries in like MMA like where people hate each other not not even then, MMA but yeah. yeah and then they fight and they're like now nah, we're best friends now. yeah well because <laughs> like, they got it out yeah exactly <laughs> like, exactly what are you, what are you gonna do you, you pick the scab up let it air <laughs> yeah, out a little bit especially with us yeah. guys we kind of gotta throw some punches sometimes but yeah. you know for the most part if we're as long as we're all men we can all yeah kind of settle our differences after a few punches so right. yeah so it's not the most civilized way but hey it's 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 uh it's what goes on here guys mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's just it's just it's kind of real you know you fight mm-hmm. you fight it out and you hug it out yep, <laughs> it yep. just happens man uh but yeah man it's 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 so good just the way like because like all like the again like there's all these different like motivations from all these characters and they're all kind of converging like as as the seasons go along and Mm -hmm. and it's not taking a long time for that to happen like certain things will connect up in certain episodes and then more things will connect up and then those two will connect up it's 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 really it's diverging towards some big end which is interesting uh and i'm and i love this show i think it's great it is yeah, like surprisingly, easily one of my favorite Chinese shows. I'll say that yeah, much. Easily right. my favorite Chinese show. It's yeah. it's such a well animated, well done story. I don't mm. know if this guy was intentionally. I don't even know who the writer is, but I don't know if he intentionally had all this stuff planned out, or if he's just like, you know what, we could make that work. But either right. way, it's it's working. It's good stuff, and I loved it. I thought I, th- I think it's great, and there's more to come. Uh, apparently, season four has been confirmed, so we're getting a season four. And we're getting a movie coming pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So I saw that. Uh, it, it is apparently a very good. Uh, 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 oh, I just saw. We're watching it on on the background there. I forgot. We were talking about the reference of the show. Up, uh, Sakura from Naruto is just on the beach at one oh, point. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yeah, there's Sakura. Yeah, uh, they just <laughs> so, kind of pop up every one there. Uh, but yeah, just references happen all the time. But yeah, uh, but we're getting you know we're getting more episodes. We're getting uh, we're getting a new movie. Uh, which doesn't have a release date yet, but you know uh, we haven't had anyone this year. So, the last thing that we had was May, uh, season three ended in May fifth of twenty twenty one. So we'll probably get something pretty soon. Actually, okay, all right. might be getting something pretty soon. But because Netflix is terrible and doesn't tell you that things are coming out until a month before it comes in, uh, we'll never know until they actually decide to announce it. Because uh, it's just the way they like, they like to keep that's, us guessing, I guess. That's Netflix. Um, <laughs> but there you go, man. Uh, but that's that's all I got to say about Scissor 7. Because, because we'll talk about it uh, subsequently. Like when season four comes out of the movie, we'll probably do a full review episode of those. But since this was three seasons, I didn't want to bog down on every detail of everything that goes on. Yeah. Go watch it. Go have fun with it. Uh, there's definitely plenty of things that we miss, y'all. I mean, like there's there's a, so much in this. A pretty good English dub, I will say. A pretty good English dub. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep the comedy pretty good, and the comedy's kind of important because if the comedy's bad, you don't want to listen to bad comedy in English. It's yeah. Not, not fun, but they keep the comedy pretty good. It's pretty funny. Uh, they have little funny lines. I can definitely uh, say that there's going to be some people who will not find that stuff, uh, it, that type of humor funny, but I think right. it's freaking hilarious. Yeah, I, I laugh at it all the time. Um, it's it's probably an acquired taste. I like anime humor. So yeah. when I was a kid, I didn't like anime humor, and then I grew to like it. So, you know, th- th- there you go. But uh, that's Scissor 7, man. Uh, Good we, stuff. We talked about it. We'll definitely be back to talk about the movie, uh, season four. We'll talk about it some more because it's it's a great show, and we're going to talk about it till it's done, till it's over. 
till it's canceled un- unceremoniously. And, and hopefully it, yeah. it won't be, you know, we'll, we'll say we'll do it, and then a year later we actually do it. Hopefully next time it comes out, like the movie comes out, we'll do one on the movie. Yes. The show comes out, season four comes out, we'll do one on when it comes out. Which I think will be a lot easier to do. Because yeah, we'll, because we'll, that's... We'll, we'll have had it out. Like, we've already talked about it. So well, and, we, and, like, I remember when we first started talking about doing an episode here, I was like, well, we're going to do it season by season. I was like, well, you know, season one really doesn't have anything in it. And yeah. season two yeah. even, kind of like, all right, his backstory, his backstory her backstory that's it mm-hmm. season three is where really yeah. you start to see a lot of the stuff but even then that start like the first four episodes is then yeah. oh we went yeah. to this wrong island oh, oh we went to this wrong island you let, know let's not forget that we live on a, we end in an absolute cliffhanger oh for my god season. yeah that's the like, worst <laughs> it's like the cliffhanger season one and season two actually at least had like some point parts where you're just like okay yeah, there this was is... clo- there was closure to the immediate story and yes. then there was like hook for the next season for the next season this was straight up in the middle of a fight yep we're ending it and you have to come back next year <laughs> like it's like so brutal God. so luckily you didn't get to see that till just now so yeah you didn't have to wait as long as me. but even then i still <laughs> oh my gosh and yeah. the way yeah i mean yeah. I, it's just the the fact that because just 13 i guess real quick she <laughs> well, don't go, spoil that well okay okay yeah, but, it, what it is, but it just it's so oh my gosh like it's season so season three really is great yeah. y'all like i know i'm saying get past season one but seriously make it to season three yeah. if you watch season three and you're still like man all right you can yeah. you're done but seriously yeah. for me season for me it was like episode three when he fought 13 the first time i was mm. like this is actually really cool guys yeah. i i, I yeah. want to see more of this I, I was i was invested in this uh, pr- uh after cola that was like season one i was pretty much like oh this is a fun show and then it just got better and better and better and better and better as it went along and yeah again like the the, the character designs are a lot of fun the, the the cartoonish style is goofy and crazy and and wacky and you just kind of got to just step into it and enjoy it. That's what mm-hmm. I say. Like, you know, it's like, and you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. It's fine. But you're a fool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, and you need to get over yourself and enjoy this thing. Just like I should enjoy Rescue Rangers, the movie. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm ruining my own, my own argument here. If you mm-hmm. hate it, you hate it. And you should hate it all. Yeah. No, if you, you if know. you dislike so, some, it's all right. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, but there we go, guys. That's been our episode on Scissor 7. Finally. We finally got it out, Mitch. Finally got to talk about good it. Good stuff. Good things. Uh, Kengen Ashura, by the way. Tengen Ashura, they're doing a season two of that. Awesome. So I didn't think they were doing any more of Yeah, that, I mean, because it's so like, this is it. This, it's but, been no, a while. Honestly, well, the, well, the, the way it ends, there's definitely more to be there's told. There's more to it because there's, there's, there's a whole tournament That's to cool. Do, I'm so. really, I'm really but, stoked about that. But I finally heard like, oh yeah, Tengen Ashura is coming back. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we'll do Tengen I, I'm, I'm down with it, man. I love the, the, because... I'm a sucker for tournament arcs anyways. Me too. But like this one. Yeah. (laughs) And also like there's actually legitimate. There's a dude who's an Aikido master. Right. And he literally starts to get his butt whooped until this (laughs) other guy who is like, I'm going to try out all these different techniques. And he tries out Aikido and the guy's like, oh, I got this. And he just whoops his butt right then and there. It's (laughs) it's such an interesting show. There's this guy. Who has? I know we're. I know we're supposed to be plugging <laughs> Scissor Seven, and I'm doing Tengen Ashura. But like, there's this guy who's a fisherman, and he has his like his own fisherman martial arts. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool thing, guys. Yep. It really is. Go listen to our episodes on seasons one and two. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, we did that, but season three's coming out, so that should be pretty fun uh, to talk about that as well. But Mitch, we gotta have some more solo episodes, man. I love talking to you about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good t- solo episodes with two people. Makes no sense. Duo, uh, uh, duo episodes. Duets. 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 There we go. That'll do it. Uh, but yeah, man. 
Uh, go check out Scissor 7. It's great. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and uh, go check out uh, my new YouTube channel. Go see the things that's going to be on there. And uh, hopefully I'll have my new website up pretty soon as well. So it uh, should be a good time. But thank you, Mitch, for being on. Appreciate thank you for it. having me on. Absolutely. This has been the Animation Destination Podcast. Check us out at animationdestination.com, destinationcomics.com slash DNN, and on Facebook and on Instagram. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening, DNN.